Welcome to More Than Myths. I'm ready. You know what time it is? Present time. Present time. Wow. And that's a double meeting because it's present time and it's present time. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> that was a good one. That was... You're welcome. Oh man. That was great. You're welcome. I Ooh. thought so. Oh my yeah. God, Haley. I'm so excited for you to open your gift. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. I mean, more than miss today. And if it's, if you're listening, well, it's after Christmas regardless, but I hope you guys had a nice holiday. If you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope whatever you do over the holiday season was fantastic or your New Year's Eve is like the best thing ever. Um, happy everything to everyone. Happy everything to everyone. That's yeah. what we should put on our social Cheers. media. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Um, but yeah, no, I love Christmas, but we had no idea. <laughs> really? I, for one, am Shocking. shocked, shocked to shook. my core. I am shook. <laughs> I am shook. Um, no, I saw a TikTok the other day and I fucking wish I would have saved it because it was like, you know, I'm not religious, which is fine. That's not the point. But it was like, the TikTok was like, we celebrate the you know claymation santa claus and christmas trees and cookies christmas and hallmark bad hallmark movies christmas not the jesus christmas heck yeah and i was like i feel that yeah <laughs> i feel that everything that's campy and good oh. about christmas i love it christmas claymation that is my oh. freaking jam i love I love the, I don't even know what it's called, but every uh, year Frank I and make this. Huh? Franken-Bass is what it's called. Oh, with the California raisins? Uh, what? Wait, <laughs> what are you talking about? I thought you were talking about the claymation. The yeah. claymation movies are called Franken-Bass. Okay. But what is, what's the California raisins? You don't know what the California raisins are? No. Oh, what? Oh, my gosh. So the California raisins are these actually raisins and they sing. <gasps> oh, I'll send you a clip. It's a whole like, oh, my gosh, it's my favorite freaking. It's called the Claymation Christmas Celebration. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I guess I'm assuming it's the same thing, but all oh like because no. the one I'm talking about was like, you know, Rudolph. Frosty, Babes in Toyland, you know, the the one with Young Santa, like the old school claymation movies. I think these. Are, I think this collection is a little different. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I'll send it I to didn't you know there was more than ones. one type of claymation movie, ex except for Nightmare Before Christmas. But like, yeah, okay, I don't even know it. what year this is from. <laughs> I'm looking it up. What's it called? Yeah, just do Claymation Christmas California Raisins. There's one by Mr. Spidey Man, 1979. 
And then the preview has the California Raisins. Oh my gosh, but the reason why I love the Carol of the Bells so much is because of, I think, because of this claymation Christmas. And that is not what I was thinking. This no? Is, those are terrifying. <laughs> no, it's the best. They look scary, it's the best. Haley. It's the best. I. This is what I grew up on. I love it. Oh my god, that's you'll have to watch funny. the Carol of the Bells because the conductor okay. is my favorite part. But now you need to look up Franken Bass claymation so you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because this is what everybody else in the world thought of when you said claymation Christmas. Oh yeah, no, I remember these. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Right, right. Gotcha. So yeah, it's like they're also iconic. Too. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but but this is different. This is a whole thing. <laughs> the claymation thing I told you about? Yeah. It's excellent. You have to watch the whole thing. It's great. It has really good I it's got great music. It does. All I right. stand by it. I stand right. by it. I haven't watched it in a couple years, but okay. I'll give it. it a shot. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. That is funny that we were talking about the same thing, but totally different things. Right? But yes, I remember the Rudolph one. It always made me mad that people were so mean to him. I know. I know. Yeah. I just saw something that was I like, so yeah, we hate you until we need something from you. Right. <laughs> the story of Rudolph. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, it's so accurate. It's so sad. But depressing. Oh. Poor Rudolph. So depressing. Oh, my God. But Haley, my God, if you don't open your gift in the next four and a half seconds. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Okay, let me get it. Hang on. Okay. And I'm going to open it from the bottom. Good. So I don't see. Where it came from. What it is. Do you have yours that I sent you? I do. Yay. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Me with scissors is always dangerous. Always. always. <laughs> what is the? Shut up! Get the fuck out of here! I. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Oh my gosh! Hang on. Oh, there's a candy. They sent me the tiniest candy in the history of ever. Oh, my God. Look at how tiny that is. It's so itty bitty. It's for it's... your mouse. Oh, my God. It's a mouse treat. Oh, oh, there's two of them. There's candy in the wrapping. Oh, that's adorable. That's so sweet. Hang on. I got to open these little, these little boxes. Okay, so... Corinne got me something <laughs> from We Forest Folk. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my gosh. They're so little. I know. I had no I idea. I didn't realize. I also need to backtrack. I saw a video they posted on their Instagram. These things are hand painted yeah. and like intricately done and so yes. that the price tag that i was like aghast at before i need to like redact makes makes sense it makes total yeah. sense and so, yeah they, they started it in 1974 i think i had to look i had to i had to look into it 
because I was really curious. Yeah. But they've been doing this since 1974. This is tiny. Yeah. Oh, my. Shit. Look at that one. <gasps> She's so itty. And that's not oh even the smallest God. one, I don't think, because there's another box. Look at how big this box is. It's just tiny. I That's the one she I got you. She has a purse. She has a purse. The purse comes in a separate. She has a little shopping bag. <gasps> it's tiny. It's like the size of my thumbnail. Oh, my gosh. That's. <laughs> you are crazy. You, I am a guest. This is I the definitely... best. This is the so best. So she's the December. Ever. She's the December oh, flower. Flower. Oh my heart. Mouse. And I she love was it. so cute. And I she's was like, so cute, so dead. And I was like, dead. What a dumb oh my gosh. thing. But also not. No, it's she's... not dumb at all. I love it. I can't it. believe how little she is. Yeah, look at this little purse. Oh my god, you guys, we'll post a picture and we'll have a scale so for reference. Tiny. But oh she's my gosh. the teeniest. I definitely she's thought the they tiniest. were like three inches tall. Yeah. No, they're tiny. That's she's itty They're bitty. we. They are we. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely picked the right name. Yeah. Why well, don't know thinking? How big is okay? So your your bosses got you one as well. They did get me one for my birthday. Yeah. It was yeah. very sweet. And it's, she's a little mouse inside of a pumpkin and she's, oh, she has a broomstick and she's giving broomstick rides for five cents. It's freaking adorable. Was she that little? She's a little bit bigger. Okay. Yeah. She's sitting on a pumpkin. Okay. Still the fact that okay, I had, I had your gift ordered before that. <laughs> And when you she sent me a picture of it, I was like, they got her a wee forest book. And <laughs> I have already ordered her a wee forest book. So now you are Damn. forced to collect. Oh, it's already you've been there's forced. There's a little magazine. There's a little like the magazine. She got a magazine today. And I am pretty sure my voice went up about five octaves. Oh my gosh. It's the cutest. I can't handle it. It's too cute. Thank you so much. You are so sweet. You're welcome. I just present. wanted you to have something cute and small. It's and... so cute. I love it. And it's your birthday I, month. I have to put it someplace so. really safe. <laughs> really safe. Yeah, so that she doesn't get lost or damaged. In a tube. It's in what a tube. What could it be? I have a feeling that that is going to become a weapon. Oh. That tube. Yeah. They're the you best know? kind of sword fighting. Tube yeah. fighting. Tube fighting. Oh, I don't want to look at it. It's not the... It's very secure. The outside. Oh, that's fine. So I you hear tearing. Not all coyotes are scary. Love Haley. Or love you, Haley. Okay. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Do you? Yay. It's so oh, cool. I'm so glad. 
okay, so it's like a it's a coyote painting, but the coyote is opening its mouth very wide and it's like got butterflies coming out of it. Yeah. And it's so beautiful and we'll have a link the to the artist. She's got some other really ones. Great. She's got some other ones. But yeah. I wanted to do the coyote one because of the skinwalker episode that we did. <laughs> And they're Thank not you. all scary. You're welcome. Yeah, that makes me feel it, better. It tied in. <laughs> I love it so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Happy oh holidays. my gosh. Happy Christmas. holidays. Merry Christmas. I love Yay. it. Yay. Yay. Gifts. Yay, presents. So after all of that, welcome to our More Than Christmas episode. episode. I'm Haley. And I'm Corinne. We are a... Uh, podcast <laughs> we're a podcast we don't a know podcast. if you knew it folks but we're a podcast no we are we talk about lost my train of <laughs> we talk about cool and amazing things from around the world uh mostly based in mythology or history or a little bit Legends. of paranormal or superstition we talk about it we want to know we want to hear it we want to learn about it so we learn about it we blow each other's minds each week and we tell each other about these new things that we've discovered. Haley and I also don't tell each other ahead of time what we're covering. So when we come in, we have topics that maybe we know a little bit about or maybe we know nothing about at all. And so it's just fresh and fresh learning for everybody. Yeah. So if Haley's experiencing something for the first time. Oh, and the screams that may accompany said oh, learnings. Yes. Hockey Nucklevy scream Ugh. is still going to go down in history. <laughs> it's the best ever. The best scream yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, to you. <laughs> so I know that we've got some different, we're kind of doing a similar like layout that we did with our Halloween episode. We're covering some traditions and myths and, you know, fun, fa fun facts, fun facts, fun yeah. facts about Christmas. So, yeah. um, we just did gifts and, do you have something on gifts? I do. Yeah. Actually, why we give presents, kind of. Oh, cool. So the history on that. Um, yeah, it's actually, it dates back. It's an ancient tradition. Um, it's, it was probably used to have people like maintain friendly relationships with different groups mm -hmm. by creating trust between these groups of people. Um, and an interesting thing I read was about Durrington Walls which we know oh, about now. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So the winter solstice was from the 21st to the 22nd of December. And the people that lived during the Neolithic period, they would gather together. They would all come and converge on one place, which would be Durrington Walls. Mm -hmm. And they would have these huge feasts. And at one of the excavations, they uncovered 38,000 animal bones. <laughs> whoa yeah mostly pigs there were several cattle that were slaughtered and they would have these giant feasts feeding i mean i don't even know how many people but when they were excavating them a lot of the bones still had meat attached to them yeah so that would mean that there was plenty to go around that it was probably they had like a really rich harvest they had a you lot weren't of extra picking food. everything no, off right yeah. you had extra so it didn't matter yeah, I thought that was really cool. Interesting. Um, in pre-Roman times, the Druids would actually give out sprigs of their sacred plant, which is mistletoe. Yeah. 
and it was used to wish people good fortune for the year ahead. Uh, the Romans uh, actually gave gifts known as Stranae, I think is how it's pronounced, which was named in honor of the goddess Stranea. She's oh. the goddess of health and well-being. Oh, okay. So the gifts were and typically in the beginning twigs and branches from the trees that they considered sacred. But mm -hmm. later they would actually also incorporate gilded nuts. I don't know Get, what kind. I don't gotcha, know. Gilded nuts, right. <laughs> yep. Here is a gift of gilded nuts. I love and, it. And uh, they would also give coins, which would have the image of Janus, the god with two faces. And that's oh. actually who January is named after. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Uh, Saturnalia is mm -hmm. also, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Actually, quite a bit. I didn't know. I didn't know that a lot of this stuff actually originated from ancient Romans. Rome. Same. Yeah. Same. So Saturnalia. And I don't oh, know sorry. if you found this too. Like when I was doing research, I could tell which sites didn't go back far enough. Oh, yeah. You know, and you're like, nah, really. Hang on a sec. Yeah, like I forgot about this other part that this the other westernization of Christmas yes. is like at a certain time. Yeah. And that's what a lot of stuff was written on. But I was noticing that like I had never known that Rome was involved with Christmas. No, I didn't right? either. Yeah, I didn't I had no idea. I had no idea. Uh, All right. Anyway, sorry. No, it's fine. No, it's totally fine. Uh, so it was Saturnalia and it was, it started on the 17th and it ran all the way through the 23rd of December mm -hmm. and it was the time to party. They'd have yep. huge feasts. There would be a sacrifice, private gift giving. They also would gamble. People weren't expected to work. Everyone was considered equal mm -hmm. and free speech was encouraged and embraced. So, so I guess maybe if, you know. A servant had something to say to the person that they worked for <laughs> they could just say whatever they wanted i don't know because right. it would be that the master of the house would wait on the people that served them right the okay. roles were reversed so people would exchange gifts like it, it was kind of a funny they wanted it was like joke like gag gifts kind of like white elephant gifts but earlier mm -hmm. Yeah. And they would also give gifts that they thought would terrify <laughs> their receiver, the receiver of the gift. Wow. Uh, I, I've never, I, I have to see if I can find some pictures, but they would have little pottery figures or wax figures. They would also give uh, really small and inexpensive, inexpensive gifts, such as writing tablets, mm. dice cups, lamps, combs, and toothpicks. <laughs> Oh, convenient. Yeah. Why, why not? Here's some toothpicks, just some splinters of wood. <laughs> so today, the some people have the mentality that the more expensive the gift is, the more appreciated it will be, the more noticed it'll be. Right. But during this time frame, it was actually better to give low value gifts because it showed the high esteem that you had for the person that you were giving the gift to. Interesting. If you, if you gave them a really expensive gift, it was shown as a symbol that you were trying really hard. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
also interesting. Okay. Okay. So it kind of changed. Gift giving changed because of Christianity. Um, they wanted to kind of end pagan celebrations, but they couldn't put it to an abrupt end because there would be backlash. They yep. didn't want to have that. So they, it was influenced by the life of Nicholas of Myra. Um, he was a fourth century saint who was famous for giving people gifts. Um, he was venerated as a saint. He became more widely known as St. Nicholas, which is the origin of the name Santa Claus. Right. So between, you know, old ancient times giving gifts of low value, in 2015, the United Kingdom was on course to spend about 24.4 billion pounds on Christmas gifts. Oh, in 2015. Oh, my God. Um, but that was approximately 760.4 million gifts were expected to be exchanged. Yeah, so it's really, I mean, it's definitely evolved, but that's a little bit on gift giving, why we give gifts and the history of that. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about why we put up a pine corpse and decorate it. Oh! <laughs> I got that from, I think, Frozen. Olaf, there's this way too long. <laughs> it's like a 30-minute short, but it's not a short because <laughs> Um, and Olaf's like trying to figure out Christmas traditions and he talks to the family about the tree and he's like, so you put up a corpse and decorate <laughs> it with lights or a tree corpse and put it up with lights. And he's like, oh. interesting. And they're like, their reaction was like, oh my God, what do we do with this? So oh anyway, now I just think of it like that. So anyway, Christmas trees. Why do we, Christmas what are trees. they for? Why do we like them? Where'd they come from? Um, so the most I could find about like the meaning behind the Christmas tree is that um, evergreen trees are said to be a symbol of hope because even in the darkest and coldest months, those trees live on, hence the name evergreen. And so it was popular in pagan and in Christian festivals to have evergreen present and around. Sometimes when a tree wasn't available, it could have, people would use like a potted plant or, and like bring it inside in the hopes yeah. of like keeping it alive during the winter, that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Or also like in Germany, they also would build, like if you were, if you don't have money or if you were poor, you could build a pyramid out of wood, like logs. Oh yeah. Into yeah. a pyramid. And then you would decorate the pyramid and you know put some evergreen gotcha. branches and apples and that kind of thing and decorate that um so but it's really the germany is really credited with the popularization of the christmas tree in about the 16th century which i read was the roman empire at one point which i need to like look at some maps and some history because I, that kind of blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. Germany, like it seems too far North, but it, it really wasn't. And so I was like, Oh, girl needs a history lesson or a refresher. Um, so anyway, um, <laughs> this was like this kind of symbol. They would decorate it. They would put lights on it. There's one guy who's credited with putting the first candles on the tree and, lighting it because he was walking home one day um, at night and the stars looked like they were illuminating the trees. And so 
he oh. tried to recreate it for his family. And then I actually really love that. I know it was really pretty. <sighs> yeah, I don't remember his name. I'll have to check later. So then it wasn't popular in the US. So like I guess the earliest Christmas tree in the US that was dated, like one of it was put up in a square in like a German community. Um, okay. And it was like 1740 something. So like that was kind oh. of or like 1770 something maybe. Um mm-hmm. and that's like when it was like kind of first reported of being over in the US. Um and actually in the 1840s um Christmas trees were like not accepted in the, the in America because interesting it was said to be a pagan symbol. Oh, and so you've got, and this is like I actually have a quote because it just made me literally laugh out loud. Um, because it was these are Puritans, right? These are yes. like hardcore you religious. It's there's nothing. I'm, there's no fun. <laughs> There's no, no fun in Puritans. No, everything I'm I'm actually reading a book about Salem right now and everything. You can't do anything. If you look at somebody the wrong way, yeah. You did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is the quote from history.com. It says the influential Oliver Cromwell preached against the heathen traditions of Christmas carols, decorated trees, and any joyful expression that desecrated that sacred event so literally everything that we do these days the puritans would lose it yeah they would lose it so i was like lol literally christmas carols like all the christmas music decorated trees every mall in america and any joyful expression that desecrated this sacred event like oh my goodness everything you like that's like the whole basis of what christmas is these days you know outside right. of the yeah, religious the, element right right yeah and so it's like it just oh. made me <laughs> lol oh my uh bring kind of going back to like victoria queen victoria in the turn of the 19th century her husband alf not alfred why phillips no that's elizabeth's victoria married philip the something no prince albert you're totally Albert. Right. There Albert. we go. I was like, Alfred isn't right. That's the butler in Batman. Albert, being German, was part of the Queen's decision to help kind of bring the tradition to bring more of these old Christmas traditions into the palace. So in like the 19th century, these tr- traditions were popularized in the UK by Queen Victoria. And there was a lot of drive to bring back more of those ancient traditions that had been lost to like honor that past it was in this um podcast i was talking about earlier he was saying like in a time where all you have is the past you don't know what the present's going to be you don't know what the future's going to be you, they were really holding on to some of those more ancient traditions to bring them to light again mm-hmm. and like remind them of the time that has been spent here yeah. so it was really i really like the way he said that and why it meant so much it's why it's so meaningful yeah right with albert being german and christmas trees being most popular in germany at the time she finally was like we're gonna put up a christmas tree so it didn't take long because victoria was a very popular monarch even in the u.s she had a postcard go out 
that had a picture of Christmas tree, her, Albert, and their children around the bottom of it. And so it went out to the world. It went out to the masses and they're like, oh my God, the queen's doing it. We're doing it. And like it, it caught on like fire after that because once it was approved and it was the, 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 the monarch, monarch is doing this is doing everybody it, wanted to do it we're doing it it's yes. it's in trend right mm-hmm. so that was there are people who like credit victoria for the christmas tree but it's still it's got older, more history than that much older than that so traditionally trees were decorated with candies treats candies i wrote candles but i read candies candles <laughs> treats fruits berries cookies you know Popcorn. Painted painted cookies, that kind of thing that was the traditional like kind of way of going. Um, but electricity brought our modern glowing Christmas tree corpse. So <laughs> Christmas tree corpse. I love it. It's so bright and cheery. So bright and cheery. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've got for you on Christmas trees. Nice. Well, so Christmas trees are so the colors of Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Christmas trees are green. So mm-hmm. the evergreen had special meaning to people because it would stay vibrant through the darkest days through winter you would have this beautiful bright green tree and it helped the remind them that you know winter's not going to last forever and Mm -hmm. you're looking forward to the rebirth of which dark who the fuck knew every myth had something to do with Mm -hmm. seasons everything Mm -hmm. okay anyway Everything comes down to people get cold and die in the winter. Yeah. And they're very excited for summer to come back. For spring and summer to come back. Yeah. So again, during Saturnalia, the Romans would weave holly branches together and they would hang them on their doors and walls as decoration. And it would signify their desire to see the rebirth of the sun and the return of the summer. So Mm -hmm. they would also place little figurines on the boughs that they wound together. Mm -hmm was believed that they were able to help keep away sickness and evil but with so many different things trees holly mistletoe you know that's all green i mean it didn't take a long time for green to catch on as a symbol of christmas as something that you see red and green you think of christmas just like with halloween black and orange so another color for christmas is red And that's associated with winter festivities, mostly because of fruits that were available. Apples and holly berries were readily available, so they would use those as decorations. Of course, it's also associated with Santa Claus and his very iconic outfit. In general, red also represents love, courage, romance. You know, everything you need to get through a cold-ass winter. Winter. Fire. Fire is... And orange. I mean, and white because it's really hot. So, white is another color. Excellent. In ancient Egypt um, and Rome, the priestesses would wear white as a symbol of purity and innocence. So, during Mm. these winter festivals, they would wear all white from head to toe in order to welcome the coming spring. White wafers were used to decorate trees in the 18th century. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people always want to have a white Christmas. Everything's blanketed in a oh, fresh yeah. snow. I mean, that's the typical like romantic holiday. Snow. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Another reason why red and green are such a major part of the holiday is because of Coca-Cola. Yeah. That yeah. Makes okay. Yeah. 
Makes so sense. in 1931, they hired this guy named Haddon Sundbloom. He was a Michigan-born illustrator, and they asked him to bring Santa, not someone dressed up as Santa, but to bring this character to life, actually. Yeah. And the, what he came up with was, you know, a jolly bearded man dressed in a red coat with fur lines lining, and it was suspiciously close to the Coca-Cola symbols red, shade of red that they used, and interesting his ads ran all the way from 1931 to 1964 wow yeah i mean anybody knows coca-cola santa right yes yep he's iconic yep crazy i mean we've all seen it we all know what it looks like i mean the rosy cheeks the curly white hair an ad that ran for 30 something years yeah yep that's insane yeah it's crazy it's crazy. There are all the other colors, gold. Um, I also saw that purple was the color that was associated with Christmas. I, yeah, I saw that too. As royalty. Who knew? Yeah, I think that I would, I'm assuming where I saw purple come up was more in a religious context. Also, yes. The gold Same. was also, yes, gold is associated with royalty. Um, gold was also brought to Christ when he was born by the three magi. Red was also um, associated with his blood. Right. What green? I can't remember if green was associated with Christ as well. I'm not sure. I'd have to look mm-hmm. into that. But sure yeah, those are there. those are your, uh, you know, Christmas colors. I love it. Yeah. I'm actually going to move on to the Yule log. Yay. Which is so cool, and I totally got caught up in it, and I did most of my research on the Yule Log. Yay! I was just like, I want to know more. So Yule is Old English for festival. So Northern Europeans and Vikings celebrated the festival of Yule to honor winter solstice. Right? Again, back to the winter solstice. Again, back to the winter solstice. So solstice being the, you know, the celebration in winter that was kind of tied with everything. The Yule log is actually a pagan ritual that takes place um, at midwinter or winter winter solstice. And the fire is mental symbolize the return of the sun. It's the shortest day. So kind of like when I'm super sad on June 21st, that it's the last long day. Yes. I'm also very happy on the shortest day because it's the last shortest day, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yep. and this is how they celebrated. They they would uh, light a fire. They would light their Yule log. So they'd go and they'd venture into the woods to find a log that was they felt would best fit and take place and be their Yule log and would best please the gods. And it's meant to burn for 12 days. So it's meant to burn from, yeah, so... 12 whole days? A log, right? It was like a whole tree, not just a log. Like I'm thinking of a log. It needed to be a big ass tree. Yeah. So like this was like kind of the original pagan (laughs) and tradition. So and then it was also kind of adopted by English as well. And they would grab like an oak log or even an oak tree and bring it in and put it in the fire and slowly scoot it in to their fireplace 
throughout. Wow, I had no idea. The 10 days or the 12 days. And so, and in the English tradition, it was more meant as the 12 days of Christmas. So it was like oh. Christmas Eve, they would start burning the fire. And then it'd go through January 6th, I believe, is the 12 day mark. I'm, I don't know. I don't do math. You're right. Uh, it's 12 days. Sure. Well, isn't there something else that's associated with January 6th? It's the end of it's the end of something else. Isn't that when Christ was supposed to be born? Baptized. I, baptized. Okay. Yes. I see. So okay. And then but then I believe the sixth was also Three Kings Day in Mexico. So there's a lot oh. of there's a lot of different and we'll have to fact check that. I'm literally that's coming back from eighth grade Spanish. So I don't okay. know. <laughs> If that's actually true or not. Um, but so it's like there there are different holidays for the same things, right? Yes. So there are many different variations and beliefs about the Yule log. And as I said, it seemed to have started as a great giant log that would burn for 12 days, but then has changed over time. So they're usually adorned now with like holly, runes, mistletoe, evergreen, and sometimes even wishes. Like people put like wishes on paper. And it's just a normal size log now, right? We're not. Yes. Is it yes, a it has become, type of wood? It's become much longer? smaller. It's, okay. beca it's become much smaller. And it doesn't matter what kind of wood you use. Oak usually burns better, because, but you have to have it really dry. And that's like the goal with any of them is to have them very dry. And so there's actually different meanings behind the wood that you choose and it has different symbolization. So if you're interested in having a Yule log next year, because now you're a little bit too late, but you can look up the different wood meanings. So I have a couple of examples. So like ash, an ash log would be like protection and health. Holly log would be like inspires visions and past lives. Um, oak oh, interesting. Would be healing and strength and then willow would help you achieve your desires that goes kind of more back to that pagan and like symbolistic what i was thinking could we do a wood cocktail and put a different couple different kinds in our fireplace so we can get yeah right <laughs> you're like help for the year <laughs> a couple of things seriously no i really want to do this now yeah um <laughs> So if you're not able to burn your Yule log, so you can put this all together, lay it out, you can set it by your hearth, in your hearth, whatever, and then burn it um, because now they're much smaller. They're not, you know. It's a normal size log. It's not a damn tree you need to bring inside your house. It's not a damn tree. So <laughs> it's like you're meant to collect your ashes and sometimes I'll have candles as well and we'll talk about that in a second. You're meant to collect your ashes and your, your, burnt, your spent wax and like put it in a little baggie and you can save it under your bed or put it in your house and it will act or it could bring protection, fertility and health. So interesting. Who knows? I didn't, <laughs> I just want to make a Christmas wood cocktail. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I actually shared on our Instagram a couple of, at this point, a couple of weeks ago, I found out like how to set up your own Yule log and there's yes. lots of different that things on the internet that you can find that like we'll give you instructions on something how to do this if you're interested um, yeah we'll have it on our website go check out our library so yeah once you have your like ashes collected and whatnot you can it's meant to make sure you have a pretty you have a good year um okay so what do you do if you don't have a fireplace to actually burn you your yule log 
Like me, well, I don't have a fireplace. Right. That works. It's broken. <laughs> <laughs> it is broken. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> um, so you have a couple of options. So you can you can have a log that you actually just reuse each year. And you can carve out a space to put in three candles. So traditionally, it's like a white candle, a red candle, and a black candle. And those three candles are meant to burn your Yule log, right? So that takes place of actually burning the log. And it still brings those, you know, protection, fertility, health, all all the good things, right? So you could have a log that you continually reuse each year. And then you just re- renew the candles. Gotcha. Um, another option and what actually has become more popular in France is French bakeries sell Yule logs. Um, so they're these cakes. They're kind of like Swiss rolls. Oh. You, and you'll know when you see a picture of it because it looks like a log and it's a chocolate cake with white the frosting. Swirl. Yes. And swirled gotcha. in the middle. And it's usually decorated with sugar and on, you know, sprigs of holly, that kind of thing. So it looks really festive. That was that's the Yule log, and so that was actually created in France because many many apartments and so on didn't have fireplaces, so they still wanted to take part in this tradition without having a place to burn fires. So that has now, you know, you can find them in grocery stores. Yeah. It's you know become popular in the U.S. to make them from scratch, where I guess in what the article I read said that it was more popular, like to just you would go buy one from a bakery. Yeah. Where in the U.S., like we'll make them. I won't make them, but no people will make them. I don't know. Which and then people. you could go to the store and buy it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, but in the 1960s, it became popularized by as a television station that played the Yule log burning on your TV set. And they played Christmas music oh. for 12 days starting on Christmas Eve. So if you lived in a New York City apartment and you didn't have a fireplace, you could still have your Yule log burning. And that tradition has gone up exponentially. Like it said in 2004 was when they had their first high definition Yule log. And then oh, I know goodness. like now it's on Netflix and you can choose to have it with or without music i know disney plus has a frozen theme one like it's in the castle oh, yes. in arendelle yeah. and that like olaf runs in front of it like it's just i can't handle that it's become something that's like it's grown yes right? and so you yeah. can do these kind of older traditions or you can adopt the, the newer, newer ones modern ones yeah yeah so there you go so the cake though maybe i missed this do you eat the cake Yes. Or do you just oh, okay. Eventually. Okay. But it's gotcha. meant to be kind of like a centerpiece. Right. Okay. Display. I wasn't sure if you were supposed to eat it or if you were just supposed to have it. You're supposed yeah. to burn it. <laughs> in your non-existent fireplace. Yeah. In your oven. <laughs> I mean, hey, I don't you never know. You, you never know. No, you never I know. I would assume since it's Christmas Eve is when you'd start burning the Yule log. Um, traditional or not non-traditionally, um, instead of solstice, I would assume it would be a Christmas Eve dessert, but we can myth check it. Yeah. We'll have to myth check it. Interesting. So do you have any other like favorite holiday snacks that you really like? I always think of the popcorn tins. I love those popcorn tins. Oh, popcorn. Different, different kinds of popcorns in it. 
And my dad um, always had, my parents always had like a bowl of nuts with the nutcrackers. Yeah. Always had those. I don't know why. They'd always just sit there. I think the only person that ate them was my dad. Yeah. That checks out. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause there's, they never were eaten. Like, I feel like we had nuts out as well and they were dusty. Yeah. You know, like they were for why? show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> so did you have any other like holiday snacks that you always, like, did your mom make, did you guys make like holiday cookies or? Yeah. We, <clears throat> we have a very, like, I have a very specifically curated holiday cookie list. Like, you know, like the favorites throughout the years. So like oh, my sure. grandmother's almond roca cream wafers, which are like sugar cookie sandwiches with buttercream okay. frosting in between them. That sounds delicious. Monster cookies, which are like oatmeal, chocolate chip, uh, M&M, peanut butter cookies. Oh, sure. Like, okay. They, yeah. Okay. But they make like the one batch is like four dozen cookies. Yeah. Because it makes – you have to use so much of everything to even get one batch. So yeah. It's wild. Um, And then Muddy Buddies. Really? You like Muddy Buddies? I love Muddy Buddies. I can't do the powdered sugar. Oh, interesting. I don't like the way powdered sugar tastes. Oh, that's – I'm sorry. I that's love okay. powdered sugar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then – one of mine is chocolate or white chocolate dip pretzels, and we roll them in candy cane, like oh, crushed I like candy that. cane. That's fun. That's my kids' ma- favorite one because they can make them. You know, they oh, just yeah, dip the pretzels, sure. right. and so that's yeah. their job. And so they know that's their job, and so they always request nice. those ones. I do remember always putting like candy canes on our Christmas tree, and we mm-hmm. could take a candy cane off the Christmas tree, and it was always my favorite when she, my mom, would buy like flavored ones. Yeah. And it was fine to be able to just like, hey, can I have a candy cane? And you could take a candy cane off the tree. Yeah. Um, did anybody in your family do fruitcake? No. No? My grandma always sent us a fruitcake. Oh, did she? She did. Did actually. you ever eat it? I never did. I've I never think... truly eaten one because I they have such a bad rep. reputation. Yeah, so I'm going to talk to you about fruitcakes, but I don't remember anybody ever eating it. And it was always a joke about how heavy it was, like how dense it was, because she would put gumdrops, I'm pretty sure, gumdrops and like raisins in this. I know, I don't know. And it wasn't originally that. But Gross. I remember my parents being like, man, we got another fruitcake this year. Like, it's a pretty dense one. <laughs> oh, my God. Was it yeah. gumdrops or was it candied fruit? No, I'm pretty sure she put gumdrops in there. That's, yeah. It's weird. Next I don't, I, I mean, I don't think that that's, I mean, that's not the original. That's not the origin. No. Originally, it, well. That some sounds like some Wyoming that's Utah. She's from Utah. Okay. It Same sounds difference. like some Midwest shit. Same difference. <laughs> yeah. Might as well be the same. Might as well be the same damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> so historians have claimed that fruitcake actually existed in ancient Egypt. Oh. And people would leave them in the tombs of people that had died. And the theory was that the cake was served 
the purpose of it was to be sustenance in the afterlife. Yeah. That was that'd be so shitty to only have fruitcake to eat when you're done. <laughs> what a letdown. Grandma's fruitcake. But Gum the drops oldest and cake, all. Oh my god, gumdrops and all. The oldest cake was 4,176 years old that they what? found. So it's old. Fruitcake's old. Wow. Yeah. The ancient Romans kind of made a mishmash of barley, pomegranate seeds, nuts, raisins. And it was actually kind of intended as an energy bar. Um, it mm. lasted a long time. It wouldn't go bad. So yeah. the Roman soldiers would actually take it with them into war. They would take mm -hmm. it to their battlefields as a snack to kind of give them you know, some energy. It can also be traced back to the Middle Ages. Mm -hmm. um, dried fruit, like you said, which is normal. Probably not gumdrops. <laughs> Probably not. Were used. Um, so there's a lot of variations. Italy has a dense and sweet, spicy penforte, which means mm -hmm. strong bread, that dates back to the 13th century. Yeah. Um, Germany's stolen, which is a tapered loaf with melted butter and your favorite powdered sugar. Mm, um, it's more of like a bread, probably like sandwich bread, kind of. Yeah. There's black cake in the Caribbean islands, which is um, kind of a boozy cousin of Britain's plum pudding, where yeah. the fruit was actually soaked in rum for months or even as long as a year. <laughs> yeah, I want that one. Yeah. Like you and get drunk a, just from eating cake. Oh, my God. Gosh, I'd read a thing too where they talked about, I can't remember what the term was that they use. I think seasoning maybe, but you make your cake and then you poke holes in it yeah. and you put like a tablespoon of alcohol and you do this until your cake is the potency and the flavor that you want. Like you just keep adding yeah. alcohol Soap. to it. Soaked. Yeah. In and rum it's, or it's after it's baked. So yes, it's after like it's alcohol's baked. not cooked out. It's like no, one bite and you're toasted for the whole night. Boozy, yeah. Yes, super boozy. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, in Victorian England, right, Queen mm -hmm. Victoria. So there was two different things I saw. Um, when she married Prince Albert, not Philip, uh, she <laughs> supposedly waited a whole year to eat a slice of her fruitcake. To show restraint, that she had a lot of restraint from eating this, I'm assuming, delicious fruitcake. Yeah. I also read, though, that she might have received it as a birthday present. Oh, okay. Again, the internet. But okay. she also waited a whole year to either eat her wedding cake or her birthday cake because it showed restraint, moderation, and good taste. Good taste. Yep. Uh, when Princess Diana married Prince Charles... They served fruitcake at their wedding. Mm -hmm. And Kate Middleton and Prince William also served fruitcake at wow. their own ceremony. So one of the strangest traditions was also in England in the 1800s. And if someone was getting married, it was customary for those unmarried wedding guests to take a slice of fruitcake and put it under their pillow at night. So you're sleeping with bread <laughs> under your pillow. And they would dream about the person that they would marry. Oh, nice. The bread has magical dream quality. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So in 1969, fruitcake actually went to the moon. Oh. Uh, 
pineapple fruitcake was brought on the Apollo 11 space, 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 <laughs> space mission, but it wasn't actually eaten. Um, you can see it at the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C. It's Is uh, it still, it looks it's still on display. fresh? Still oh, looks probably. It's probably just fine. not a day over. <laughs> it's probably fine. It's probably fine. <laughs> so fruitcakes now is they become this big commercialized thing and the Collins Street Bakery in Corsicana, Texas kind of jump started that in 1896. So today they make over 1.6 million fruitcakes a year and ship them to every single United State and over 200 countries. What? Yeah, there's a big fruitcake man who knew i didn't i didn't Is know it good? Fruit... like now i don't I'm know i'd love to try an actual an actually good fruitcake what's without this place called in it. um it's called the collins street bakery made with crunchy pecans hand-picked pineapple all natural honey our fruitcakes are sweet and delicious with just oh, one bite it? you'll understand why our deluxe has been the Collins Street crowning achievement for over 125 years. A classic dessert that truly lives up to the hype. Lives up to the <laughs> hype. really funny because the hype isn't good. No. So does that mean it's hype not is good? Bad it weighs too much that you re-gift it, but it's made with fucking gumdrops. <laughs> Our fruitcake is perfect for any season, event, or celebration. It weighs two pounds, 14 Two pounds? Ounces. Wow. So it looks like it's also got candied cherries and something yeah. candy that's green. Yeah, they were supposed to have like fruit in them, but green, what would the green be? Maybe I think it's candied pineapple that's been dyed green. Ew. That's the only, that's my only explanation. I mean, I would understand that the red is probably like cherries. Yeah, it is cherries. Like those are clearly okay. candied cherries, but. It's definitely red huh. and green. <laughs> All right. So my last little bit is actually for New Year's because I want everybody to be ready for New Year's. Um, New Year's. So some little myths, some mini myths for New Year's. The first one is kiss at midnight, right? That's a given. You got it. It's a given. I know, but I didn't even think about it being a myth or a superstition, but we all freaking do it. We I'm all like, do all it. Right. The popular belief is kissing your beloved at the stroke of midnight ensures 12 months of continuing affection. Huh. All I right. thought it was for good luck. I didn't. Yeah. What if you're single and you kiss the wrong person? Oh, hell. You're like, I don't want affection from this random stranger. I don't, I don't want affection from you. I don't want that. I don't know you. <laughs> um, another super superstition is to never begin the new year with unpaid debts. More debts to come if you don't, I guess. Um, some of these are kind of a bummer. If you start your new year with empty cupboards, then oh. your cupboards continue to stay empty. Well, yeah, that seems about right. I mean, if you don't yeah. have anything, I mean, you sad. might continue to that have nothing. That one really bummed yeah, me out. Yeah, that's a That one is sad. Um, okay, it said the first person to enter your home after midnight 
foretells the kind of luck that you're going to have this year. So for instance, like if you're a single woman and a tall, dark, handsome man walks in your Ooh. in your house, then it's like that's supposed to be the best luck. Apparently. You're a romance. You're done. You're in a romance novel, <laughs> lady. Um, so yeah, so you can like kind of assess like who comes in, their state of being. Like so if, like someone comes in super wasted, like <laughs> hold on. <laughs> hold on, you guys. You're gonna you might have a bumpy year. <laughs> It's also a good idea to open all your doors and windows at midnight and let the old year escape. So oh, like, release I like everything. That. I know. I really like that one too. Uh, babies born on New Year's. So if you're born on New Year's are said to have the best luck throughout their lives. Oh. So like they are the luckiest people. Yeah. Apparently. So another one is a Polish tradition states that if you wake up early on New Year's Day, you'll wake up early for the rest of the year. So oh it's my like, god, that sounds It horrible. sets a beer tone for the rest of the year, <laughs> I guess. So, you know, if that's what you're wanting to do. And then one of my most favorite was eating something that forms a circle, such as a donut or a bagel, <laughs> leads to good fortune in the coming year. Baker's dozen, anyone? Yeah. Seriously? Mm. <laughs> Yum. But yeah, those are my little mini myths for you for New Year's Eve. Nice. I have and one that's more from also. farmersalmanac.com because oh. it's 100% from that whole thing. So thanks, guys. Yeah. So my last one is Christmas lights. Ooh. So this is actually my favorite. I love Christmas lights. And I'm going to tell you why, but I'm going to give you some history. So the earliest use of lights during Christmas predates the celebration of Christmas. Going mm -hmm. back to winter solstice again, mm -hmm. Northern European societies and such as Scandinavian Germanic cultures used fire during their midwinter festivals to, you know, I mean, it was dark. Ward off evil spirits. Yep. Celebrate the return of the sun. You know, all of it. All of the So above. they were preparing for shorter days and longer nights. Pagan rituals such as Yule logs. Bonfires and candles symbolize the rebirth of the sun, turning night into day, and the dawn of the new year. With symbols of hope, celebration. So, like that guy that saw the Christmas tree or the stars, right? Yeah. We wrap them around trees now. So, Christmas lights have been a staple in my entire life. Yeah. So, my dad would put up Christmas lights every single year. They have a pretty big property with a ton of trees. So I called him and I said, hey, I got to ask you some questions. I need some details. I said, in the height of your light extravaganza, <laughs> how many lights would you say that you put up? <laughs> he would put up 15 to 20,000 lights. <gasps> so I can remember being a little kid and my bedroom, I would love it during Christmas because the Christmas lights would light up my room. Yeah, and I hated they would. it when they go out because it was always dark. And I so loved bad. the Christmas lights. Like I'd always ask, can we please just leave them on like a little bit later this year? Can we just leave them on a little bit later? So <laughs> it would take him about eight to 10 days, roughly. I think this, I think he, this year, he put up Christmas lights again this year. Yeah. He didn't put up as many. Um, this year, he said he put up about 10 to 12,000 lights. But down the road from them, 
there was an airline pilot and he would fly into Jackson Hole. So he'd fly over my parents' house and he would be about 10 to 15,000 feet up in the air and he could point out my dad's house. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. So I asked him, like, where did this come from? Why did you start doing this? And his dad would put up Christmas lights every year. Mm -hmm. And every year he would add a new string of lights. And I I believe that was for every year that his two sons were older. Mm -hmm. Um, So he would add a new year. So my dad took that on and he would add a new strand every year until he ran out of room and didn't have anywhere (laughs) anywhere places to put Christmas lights. So he stopped after that. That's, I mean, he, he won. He won. He won. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was legit like Griswold's. I mean, we had a little manger that we'd put up that I'd help him put up. And there was the um, little reindeer pulling the sleigh. And I mean, the whole thing. I'll see if I can post some pictures of their house on Instagram to kind of give you guys. But it's great. Yeah, I love Christmas lights. But that's that's it. That's what I love about Christmas lights. I love it. Oh, this is really good. This is good. Yeah, learned so much more than christmas you guys more than christmas yeah i had no idea about yule logs no i had yeah i can't imagine going out into the woods being like this oak tree will do nice this is the one (laughs) this is the tree we're gonna burn me and my family would have been like keeping an eye on them you know like through the summer being like that's gonna be a good one maybe that one Mark it out. Yeah, let's put a, something over it so it dries out. You know, like, <laughs> this is my. Know. We're gonna stake it out. Well, thanks, you guys. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for listening to us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, um, I hope everybody had a really nice holiday season. And yes. If you didn't, you know, we're sending you a very warm hug, a group hug from both of us. A group hug from both of us. With these um, just sandwiched in the middle. There's our warm virtual hug for you. And yeah, we appreciate you guys so much. Remember to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to be on social media. We're there too. Um, follow us, comment with us, like us, see what we post. Haley works really hard on all of our Instagram information. She shares all these pictures and she does so much work for them. So check them out because they're beautiful and make sure you check us out on Spotify and Apple podcasts. I heard that you can leave reviews on Spotify now. (gasps) Yeah. We'll leave us a review guys. I don't know if that's a myth or a fact, but if it's a fact, be the first person to give us a review on Spotify. Go, 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 go. That would be um, super helpful. That would be really awesome. That would be really cool. Um, but yeah, anyway, as always, you guys, remember, if you love us, tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your mother. Tell your mother. Until next time, stay curious. Bye. Bye.